Welcome to the Sisters, Friends and Guests podcast. We are your co-hosts. Hi, Jacqueline here. Hey, this is Lola. And I'm Sonia. And we're going to be talking about entrepreneurial leadership. So I'm really excited about this episode. I had the opportunity to talk to my friend, Cecilia, who is someone that I actually look up to, even though she's a few years younger than me. So basically she was working for an employer and at the same time she was starting her own business and she finally made the decision to leave and fully branch out on her own. And one of the things that's interesting about her business is that she basically helps other women do the same. She's coaching them, but she's helping them identify what they're passionate about and how they can go about doing that full time. What do you guys think about this in terms of women now being a bit more confident to strike out on their own? and not necessarily feel as if they have to work for somebody else. I think it's a great step that rather than sitting around waiting for other people to give us jobs, that we are actually taking the initiative and doing things for ourselves. If you find yourself in a position in an organization where you're not satisfied, you just get up, do something about it. Absolutely. I agree. I think, guys, we've talked about this. We've touched on this topic before where we talked about whether you go for your passion or you go, you know, you just go for a career, you just go for a job. She's absolutely gone for her passion she's she's doing what she loves i'm up for it i think it's great i can't wait to hear what she has to say about this fantastic let's take a listen welcome cecilia how are you doing today i'm doing very well thank you thank you for having me i'm really excited for this conversation well cecilia i've done a, a quick intro but maybe you'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your business I'm a transformational coach and I always say that what I really do is that I help people become the change makers they were created to be. And what I mean by that is that so many of us have got so many dreams and gifts that sit within our heart that we don't act on. And my job is to activate that purpose within you so that you actually fulfill your dreams and your desires. But I do that by really helping people develop the mindset and the emotional wellness to be able to follow through with their goals and their dreams. Because oftentimes we let our fears and that inner critic get in the way of us doing what we want to do. So it's all about achieving purpose, going for your dreams, but doing it at a holistic level where you're still honouring your need for self-care, your need for having a life and then achieving your professional dreams. That's great because especially I just touched upon the word mindset there. That's something that you've been hearing a lot about nowadays, especially as you mentioned before, we're in quarantine at the moment. A lot of people are working from home. And so being in that environment of being at home does require some sort of mental discipline. So it's a fantastic thing to sort of try and coach people on how that they can sort of build that mental muscle, I guess. And with that being said, what prompted you to start your own business initially? The short version is that I personally got tired of being physically, emotionally and spiritually drained by ignoring that voice within me that told me that I had something bigger to do. I was out of alignment with what I found to be meaningful and like for most people that meant that I was in a job that wasn't quite aligned with what I felt was right for me. That literally felt like I was being tormented, like I said, at all levels, emotionally, spiritually and I was like, enough is enough, so I need to do something about this. And that for me personally was in addition to having to face the harsh reality of the decline in health of one of my parents and that literally meant that every single day and that's something that I still face today is that Mm -hmm. every single day I'm reminded that tomorrow is not guaranteed good health is not guaranteed I realized that there was only two options for me I either would continue Mm -hmm. down a path that wasn't fulfilling or Mm -hmm. I would do the best I could 
to find a better alternative. And then I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know what my path was, but I knew that not having clarity was no longer an excuse for me because within me, I was literally feeling destroyed and I had to, I had to change paths. Okay. I mean, and again, I guess a lot of people, you know, it's not the ideal, but sometimes less than ideal circumstances are what do push people to try and go it alone and do their own thing for their own mental well-being as well as, you know, to improve their quality of life. Um, so, it, so it sounds like you were probably at the same time as that you sort of thought about or embarked on the journey of starting your own business that you're probably also still fully you know employed by by somebody else so how did you balance that the journey of starting your own business while having to turn up every day for your employer yes there were different stages to it i suppose because there was the first stage of like okay well if this isn't for me then what is for me mm -hmm. but to answer your question in terms of how does I balance working for myself and being in full-time employment well um first of all I had to change my expectations because I did find it challenging it was a combination of work finding my new path good in a business the ill health of a parent relationships life all of these other things so yeah. it's a lot but I was expecting myself to be able to like be great at all of those things and that expectation that i had of myself was not helping me so i was quite harsh on myself if i'm honest mm -hmm. and i think it's only when i realized that i had to move in stages that i was able to get more traction and also, mm -hmm. also in a way that felt healthier and like i said that's that's happened over the course of quite a few years so at the very early stages of my shift me kind of like pacing myself literally meant okay well i just need to be clear on what is my new path what is my purpose right. and then it was like okay well if i want to go down this route i need to kind of retrain and develop my skill set so my focus was like actually yes i know the long long-term goal is to build a business which means generating an income but before mm. that what i do so my yeah. focus now is my education and doing the training and the qualification so for me, it was really about balance came in realizing that actually balance in itself probably is a bit too idealistic. It's more about harmony. Like what's yeah. my focus right now? I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, for me, it was first to get clear on what your new path is. Then it's develop your craft. And then it was slowly build the foundations of my business. So having that yeah. shift in mindset is what helped me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, slowly trying to be less harsh on myself and realizing that I couldn't juggle all those balls. So. And it already, and I can already hear that obviously doing all of this work yourself and understanding the struggles really fits in with your, I guess, the template of your business or your coaching program, because it's basically letting other people know that this is what you will go through, but it's worth it, you know, and, and it is part of the journey. Exactly. So with that being said, then, I'm actually really curious to know, when did you feel you were ready to go it alone? Was it a predetermined milestone or was it an external factor? Just something, just something told you, OK, this is it. I just need to do it now. Maybe I planned on an exit strategy, but, you know, I've got to go now. <laughs> I've got to push that forward a bit. Yeah, so the short answer is that it's the latter, but yeah, it's fascinating, especially being a coach that works on like mindset, but also all the things that trigger you emotionally, i.e. the fear that holds you back. Mm. Because, um, yeah, I think initially I was like, I'm going to wait until I reach this milestone and that's yeah. when I'm going to leave my job. 
But when I go back to the circumstances surrounding my whole part, like my whole journey, it was a combination of my role wasn't fulfilling and it was becoming challenging. It mm. was a combination of like the challenges in the household and then built me build, building my confidence. So what I'm trying to say is that actually fear held me back for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess when I realized that, you know what, after a few years, I was qualified. I had coached certain people, a number of people. I had a great like personal achievement in being the lead coach on a retreat. I was like, okay, what's really holding me back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had all the excuses in the world, and and you know, being the high income earner, coming from a a, a black household, yeah. and worrying about you know what my parents would think of me. These were all playing on my mind, but I was yeah. like if I really boil it down to what it is, like I had some savings, so it was just fit. And yeah, once I realized that I was like, well, I just need to, I'm always going to be scared. There's never going to be a time when I'm going to be scared. So I need to do it now. But along what I take from that is alongside the fear and some of the more negative or the more challenging aspects of, like you said, just pressure at work and, you know, pressure at home, just feeling that you really needed to start doing something that you felt was more fulfilling for you. There was also the small win, as you say, of being able to lead a retreat and having to actually try out the new role while you were still working and getting some validation for that. Um, So that's a really good thing to hear. And yeah, I wanted to add to to that, actually, because obviously, like, I'm trying to summarize what's taken place over a number of years. You don't just wake up feeling confident. You have yeah. to step forward and every single thing you do, it helps you build that confidence. So yeah. actually to me, even like being ready to leave my job, I had already taken the careful step of like being clear about, is this something I really want to do? And that was yeah. by like being part of some workshops, um, leading some, um, some groups and actually chance to attend one of them um or to to hear about some of the work that i did up front by being involved in personal development groups by um yeah leading women's workshops by coaching people up front and then that the retreat these were all little things that gave me the chance to already start doing the work before i left fantastic so so with with that experience behind you um, you've been self-employed for just under a year now. What what do you think you've learned about yourself in that time? Uh, uh, an amazing journey. So you'll often hear people say that uh, entrepreneurship is probably the best tool for personal growth. And wow. it really is because yeah. you, all of your insecurities, fears and doubts come to the surface. And I don't say this to scare you, I say this to actually empower you because on the other side, then you start to really build a a, a new reality for yourself, a new belief Mm -hmm. for yourself. I guess for me, some of my lessons has has been realizing how much I really suffered with uh, confidence, with self-worth, with money Mm -hmm. issues. Um, it made me realize that actually getting clear on your purpose is only the beginning. I'll be all right, but it's like, no, then it's like, how do I make this, you know, bring this to life? And yeah. the challenges that I face internally in terms of like what I think of myself, what I think about how others will perceive me. Um, but another thing, which hopefully will be, um, nice to hear for your audience it's realizing that actually side, hu- side hustling was actually a gift i didn't see it as a gift then yeah. it, and the reason why is because when you're full-time in your business to actually make progress you need to be disciplined you need to have yeah. focus 
to be intentional, you need to be resourceful. And when you've got all the time in the world to do these things, you're like, like I made the mistake of thinking I just needed more time. Yeah. When I, had it, I was like, I don't even know what to do with my life. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. It's not about the time. It's like you said. It's about the 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 the, the sense of having a purpose and the being driven behind it. That's why I say that side hustling is actually a gift because you get to be really focused and intentional yeah. for the time. You get to develop all these skills that really will serve you when you're in full time in your business. That's really interesting that you ended with that because I was actually curious to know if there was anything you miss about working for somebody else, working for an employer. And I guess maybe that's one of the things in a way, it's that having that full-time schedule maybe lit the fire under you to be a bit more focused when you had to find the time to, as you said, side hustle. Is there anything else that you sort of miss about working for somebody else? Yes, I think it was more like, so in terms of discipline, it was more like one of the benefits that I didn't realise. And to be fair, now I've had to learn how to do that for myself. Like even the accountability is another facet. But in terms of things that I miss, obviously I left the corporate web for a reason. So the only thing really that I'm aware of is that being in a job is less scary. Yeah, (laughs) security, right? Especially when you're trialling different things, having to put yourself out there when you're worried about finances. So that's it. So, but then that's just temporary because when you do achieve things that you've never even thought you could achieve before, the reward is immense. And when you realize yes. that, well, I can, through my purpose, through wanting to support others, through focus, I can create money, I yeah. can create change. That's so much more rewarding. But yes, I think it's more that sense of security because it's not actually true security anyway, as we know. That's probably the only thing I would say that along the journey were things that I kind of maybe um, missed or thought about. And then yeah. I guess you've got more boundaries as well because if you are an entrepreneur primarily working from home as well, there's a bit of a even more blurred lines around personal life, like family. Which we're all experiencing now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's normally like your life all day, every day when you're yeah. in entrepreneurship, which again goes back to the point of being very good with your time your discipline your yeah. focus communications with all of those things i don't miss that much but it's just these lessons that have acquired when you really think about how entrepreneurship exposes you to a whole different world a whole different reality you're yeah. literally transforming who you are i think that's so much more rewarding before i go on to my next question you really hit the nail on the head there and I just want to go back and highlight it and I think now the uh, the listeners can probably relate a bit more but yes when you have a job and a side hustle having that strict line between this is work time and this is me just you know showing up doing a job for somebody else maybe not that passionate about it and then you've got that demarcation between work and your personal life and you know the things that you care about and love it actually is helpful to have that strict separation and i think me now working from home you, you see that sometimes i feel like i'm working harder now than when i had to commute and go into the office 
even though I don't have that, you know, lost time of commuting, just because it is hard to really separate and have that boundary. And people always assume that when you're an entrepreneur, you know, life is great. It's all, you know, create 100% creative and you're going about, and you're going to meetings and you're meeting. All. But actually, it can be difficult to sort of harness that, okay, this is me really putting my head down and working. But just because I work for myself doesn't mean I don't then need to take out time for myself for the other parts of my life. Yeah, and that's why I really promote holistic success because people have got a very narrow view or definition of what success is. We talk about yeah. money, we talk about accolades, but like if you're empty, as in exhausted most of the time, if yeah. you feel that's not success to me i just like to ask how do you use your journey and your experiences so the ones that you've been talking to us about just now to help your clients who are looking to do the same from a skill set perspective being a qualified coach is really helping people truly develop that mindset that mental determination to be able to follow their goals and their objectives but also the, the emotional side as well because you know whenever we are faced with challenges we literally feel a physical reaction in our body which mm. makes us feel anxious which makes us feel stressed which stops us mm. from moving and that's the level at which I work. It's about the mental, about that emotional side. So I guess that's from the skills that I bring, thanks to the coaching element and the skills that I've acquired. But obviously, there's like my personal experience. I've been through the journey. So for those wanting to go into entrepreneurship, I've literally gone through all of the steps myself. Yeah. So relate that can be very practical and relevant to people's actual situations the funny thing as well is that it's not just for those looking to start a business because i also work with people that are side hustling in full-time entrepreneurship or leaders in corporations mm -hmm. and i really work with them because i believe that we all have the power to make a positive difference if we are operating on purpose yeah and there are leaders that have so much influence and so much of an impact around deciding whether their corporation their organization yeah. in the world they also have a massive uh, impact and influence around their colleagues and the workforce and all of these things so it's only probably recently that I realized that because I've, I'm now, I've had exposure in both worlds, entrepreneurship and corporations, that even mm -hmm. with those in corporations, I'm able to share, to work on the basis of having an understanding of what corporate life is like, but actually bring in other skill sets or ways of thinking that I've learned from entrepreneurship. Yeah. Them and to give you an example, and I'm talking about like I'm trying to explain a theory but not giving you examples, it's little things like okay, well, through education and uh, corporation, we're, we're often taught that performance is linked to have you done this well, have you done it bad, are you right, are you wrong? But it's more about realizing that you get to experiment and try out different things all the time, and it's not about yeah. right or wrong, it's just about getting data and getting feedback. So there's a lot of things basically from having been in both worlds that actually supports my clients. But overall is the fact that my skills as a coach means that I can, it's not about you being motivated, you getting a pep talk and you being like, yeah, 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 I can do it. It's literally mm -hmm. like deep level so that you're able to truly start to believe that you can do certain things and yeah. for you to really truly start to see your own skill set and the power you have to make a difference. And yeah. it's basically you starting to shift your identity because the reason why you think you can't do certain things whether it be in a corporate world and you're thinking i can't be at that senior level i'm not that's not the person i am or whether in business you're like oh no i can't be the sort of person that works with these types of people or mm -hmm. 
family or has this level of flexibility is because of the way that you see the world and the yeah. way you see yourself. So my work is all about helping shift the identity by literally working through the inner workings of your mind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's basically just helping leaders to become better leaders. Exactly, yeah. Whether it's leadership in your own personal life through your business or whether yeah. it's a leadership corporation. But yeah. for me, the focus is, are you looking to make a positive difference in this world? And exactly. are, are you realizing that you must honor your work, but your own personal wellness as well in order to, in order to achieve that? What do you think are the psychological benefits to being your own boss? And are there any lessons that we as black women can take from the entrepreneurial mindset, even if we work for an employer? I think one of the benefits is that, even though it sounds scary, <laughs> is that you get to experience all your fears and doubts. Mm. But the reason why this is a benefit is because then you get to prove them wrong one by one. And at a high level, that means that all the stories that haunt you at night or that the stories that other people put come to you, you get to realize that it's a lie. All of it is a lie. Because through doing that deep internal work, achieving things, believing things that you never even thought were possible, you realize that you truly can create anything, anything that you desire. And it doesn't matter where you started it doesn't matter how much money you've had it doesn't matter what color you are and that for me is even more important as a black woman a, a woman of color because sadly we're constantly being given messages that makes us believe certain things aren't attainable to us or people judge us and whether we like to admit it or not for a lot of us it does start to play into our subconscious because we might think that certain roles aren't attainable to us, or we might think that we can't achieve a certain level of success, or we are worried about, you know, what our families or, you know, friends will think of us or expect of us. But you start to realize that actually, no, you get to play in a way that is aligned with who you are. One of the biggest shifts that I've had also is realizing that all of the things that I thought were disadvantages for me are actually some of my strengths and my superpowers. So being black, I've got a unique lens into the world, got a specific story to share, or I understand the people I serve, I understand their challenges even more, I can relate even more. The benefit is really realizing that you can achieve anything you want, and that can have an even more profound effect because if you think again as to how what we've been exposed to as a, a culture a race or whatever mm. you want to define it if you're able to push past this belief that you have you're starting to be an example of what's possible yeah. and once you're an example of what's possible for one person that has a ripple effect as to how they operate in their life and what they do for other people you're able to fulfill your dreams in your corporate job or fulfill your dreams in entrepreneurship. Like you carry a different type of energy, every single person that meets you, plus you have a positive impact. And then they start to believe they can do that too. And then that supports us when yeah. it comes to economic empowerment. So to me, this is like a big job that I have and a big job that I want other people to truly activate their purpose. Your identity shift in terms of society, in terms of your beliefs, in terms of all the chains that we've been tied to mentally and emotionally in the past. Mm. And another benefit, funny enough, is that actually I've realized that me going down this path of purpose has further strengthened my spirituality 
and understanding what it truly means not to operate from labels so fears all these things but to really operate from there is a soul and a higher power within me i am able to walk in faith and with purpose and literally let that seed within me manifest things that i can't even imagine so yeah get really excited <laughs> and i can hear it and i am very inspired by it as well do you consider yourself a leader leadership has got so many different connotations yeah. to it there are different facets to it that a leader is someone who is actually brave enough to take steps to do what they believe in and so from that perspective you know that's what i'm doing i believe in something and to be fair i genuinely feel like i've had no choice because like for me internally i literally felt like a part of me was just constantly being Mm. drained dying because i wasn't operating from a place of purpose so Mm. a leader has got you can define it however you know you want but i think one big part of it is yeah being able to do what you believe in and that's what i'm doing (laughs) just before we wrap up or before i get to my last question and because we were talking about leadership i wanted to go back to you having led a female workshop for a group of women was it last year or earlier this year and what were some of the outcomes you saw from that from the people that participated in those workshops yeah so i've led several workshops and then there was a retreat as well so yeah i think i'm referring to retreat in senegal what i loved about that was the fact that it was almost like a physical manifestation of them facing their fears because it mm. was you know, on the continent it was in senegal somewhere where i think none of us have been before and a lot of the activities that we did were all about facing your fears mm creating the space to really reflect and be clear around actually what their desires were what their values were and therefore what are some of the things that they want to work towards so i think some of the biggest outcomes was them realizing that actually on the other side of fear there is so much goodness we we place so much emphasis on the worst case scenario the infinite potential of the things that we could learn attain achieve by facing our fears and i think the retreat because symbolically it was on the motherland it was in beautiful locations and because we're talking about you know what are your goals and what can you do about it the biggest output most of them would have been around the things that's that scare me could actually really serve me and elevate Mm. me yeah that is a really good point to end on and it's a very hopeful message as well and i hear that often that you know people come against an obstacle and they're just trying to figure out how do i get around this thing and sometimes it's just sort of getting through it is is what leads you to you know success whatever that means to you on the other side so that's a really great way to end the conversation but i just did have one last question for you For those of our listeners who may want to explore entrepreneurship, if you had to impart some advice, what should be the one thing they they should consider before doing so? I think the most important thing is to understand yourself first so that you can understand what truly excites you and what aligns with you. And it's from this place that you should start taking action. That would be my biggest advice because other people will always have their opinions there will always be distractions but most people they want to feel at peace 
happy and excited with the way they live their life. So start with that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Cecilia. As I said before, it's been such an inspiring talk. And obviously I've seen your journey up close and I think that it's such a great example to, you know, the listeners, whatever age they are, it's, it's a message that doesn't get old. We should all be hopefully trying to attain some level of purpose in our lives. So thank you again so much for joining me. And I really enjoy the fact that we've spoken about the experiences of black female entrepreneurs, helping women on their journey, but also just in general, you know, reflecting on the self and using that to be a catalyst to improving your life, but also helping others along the way. So thank you so much. It's been such a great conversation. So I'd really like for you to let our listeners know where they can connect with you on social media. Sure, you can find me on my Instagram home at boldwomanboldu. That's B-O-L-D woman, B-O-L-D-U. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Speaking with Cecilia highlighted to me the importance of leading ourselves first and how that show of personal leadership is a great springboard to leading others to do the same. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this and future episodes. Email us at sfgpod at gmail.com and let's keep the conversation going. Tune in next week when we discuss leading black women. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow Sisters, Friends and Guests on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Welcome to the Sisters, Friends and Guests podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking about leading women and the achievements of three black women. We admire these women leaders and what leadership qualities we think that they exhibited. The little that I did know about her was that she was an advocate. She was a bit of a revolutionary, not just for her. This is fighting for people's rights. As soon as she walked in, everybody got on their feet and was actually clapping for a good five minutes before she even said a word. The Sisters, Friends and Guests podcast.